1: Well, about time here come the feds to kenosha wisconsin the president saying we will not stand for looting arson violence and lawlessness on american streets about time murder last night in uh, kenosha wisconsin hello fellow patriots fellow occupants of the basket of deplorables here we go Getting underway with our number one, the Bobby Mack Electric Radio Program here on Hump Day. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged and welcomed. All you have to do is just give me a call using the Ingalls Advantage talk line number 800-347-1063. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number 71307. And my email address, as always, is bob. At 1063word.com, I I really don't know if we can get everything we have today into a four-hour show, but we will try and shoehorn it in there. Uh, let me begin by sending uh, thoughts, prayers, good wishes for everybody on the Texas Gulf Coast. I guess from down around Galveston back through Shreveport and to uh, NOAA, and and probably as well. To a lesser degree, uh, we hope, uh, the people uh, from uh, Pensacola uh, back through the uh, Redneck Riviera as uh, this hurricane uh, is bearing down on those folks. And look, uh, you and I have both witnessed many of these instances before where National Hurricane Center and NOAA have uh, played the role of the little boy who cried wolf. But in this particular instance, uh, it looks as if Mother Nature really means business this time. They're talking about unsurvivable storm surges of 20 feet uh, way inland. And, and having worked uh, back in the 70s, I had the top-rated morning show in New Orleans uh, when I was working at WNOE. Uh, which is right, was in those days right down on Bienville in the uh, quarter, or the quota, as they call it in NOAA, and uh, have, have seen these instances before. I'll never forget, we went to a place called Golden Meadow. Uh, this was a, a top 40 radio station, and then in those days, you may remember, a lot of the radio stations had basketball teams composed of uh, the DJs from the station, and a few ringers who could actually play so we didn't get blown out every place we went. And one of the places we went to play when I was at uh, NOE uh, was Golden Meadow. And I'll never forget getting out of the car and the gym uh, for the high school that we were playing at. Typically we would play the high school coaches from the local high school. And uh, the edge of the water was right there at the curb. I mean, that's how low – Uh, It is how how far below sea level they are down there, right right up to the curb. And when you're talking about water 20 feet uh, deep coming ashore, uh, trust me, that is the real deal. Especially when you couple it with, well, now uh, the hurricane is what, a Cat 3? And they are projecting that as it comes on shore, it could be as strong as a Cat 4. And it's been a while since we've had one uh, that big, and, and one especially uh, where the, the northeastern quadrant of the storm uh, is, is hitting. And You may remember with Katrina, they were actually fortunate in that Katrina came ashore to the east of, uh, of the city of New Orleans. And so the northeast quadrant, which is where the winds are the strongest, uh, they They were spared that, but this time uh, it's it's going to be apparently west of New Orleans. and so this this could really be a catastrophic experience. And, and I know that uh, the uh, federal government uh, is already making plans, Red Cross, all of the people that usually come to the fore in these uh, situations. A little bit later in the program this afternoon, Dave Cohen uh, anchors the morning news for our sister station WWL in New Orleans. Uh, He's their news director as well and he's going to be joining me shortly after our news at 5 to give us the latest update and and let us know about the uh, preparations that are underway there that have been going on now for a couple of days because uh, National Hurricane Center has been saying look uh, we're not kidding this time this thing is going to be serious. Now the other truly serious issue Uh, The violence in the streets of America. Last night, two people shot dead in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Bear in mind, uh, we're not talking a major metropolitan area like Chicago, Minneapolis, even Portland. Kenosha, Wisconsin has a population of, what, something like 100,000 people? And half the city is now burned down? Uh, The latest from Fox News, President Trump saying he will send federal law enforcement and the National Guard, federalized guard, I'm assuming, to Kenosha to restore law and order amid days of unrest in the city. Now, just as an aside, and look, I'm, I'm not overlooking the fact that people have died. But from a political standpoint... Where is uh, creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer been other than as an enabler for BLM, for Antifa, and the rest? Even Don Lemon, that idiot, on CNN last night was warning, look, uh, Biden, you better say something because it's starting to show up in the polling data. The uh, president tweeting earlier this afternoon, we will not in all caps, stand for looting, arson, violence, and lawlessness on American streets. My team just got off the phone with Governor Evers, who's a Democrat, who's an idiot, who agreed to accept federal assistance. Portland should do the same, the president added. Today, I will be sending federal law enforcement and the National Guard to Kenesha, Wisconsin, to restore law and order. The president's tweets, after a 29-year-old Jacob Blake, a black man, was shot at close range in the back by city police officers, leaving him partially paralyzed. New footage emerged yesterday, of the moments before Blake was shot multiple times by a Wisconsin police officer who was white, as Blake tried to get into his vehicle. The video reportedly captured Blake engaged in a struggle with at least two Kenosha police officers and shows an officer appearing trying to restrain him before he manages to get up and uh, goes to the driver's side door. Viral video taken from another vantage point shows an officer fire several rounds into the apparently unarmed man's back. There is some question about whether or not he had a knife, whether they were attempting to get him to drop that, whether he had a vehicle in the car that he may have been reaching for. There's, there's a lot we don't know, okay? Um, meanwhile, videos on social media showing a chaotic scene after nightfall last night as crowds chased a man carrying a rifle down the street before eventually knocking him to the ground and trying to grab his weapon. A bloodied man was seen with what appeared to be a serious arm wound Another video showed a man with a head injury as crowds gathered around to treat him. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, a Democrat, had called for calm earlier Tuesday while also declaring a state of emergency under which he doubled the National Guard deployment from 125 to 250. The night before, crowds destroyed dozens of buildings and set more than 30 fires in the city's downtown. Um, There is some question about whether or not these were civilians uh, defending their businesses and their property as well who were on the scene last night. Much more on this as we proceed along. 16 after 3, take a quick break here and then be right back with more here on the Bobby Matt Show on Hump Day on WORD. Welcome back. 321 here on the Bobby Mac show, the hump day edition. Uh, uh we uh, we got the latest here on uh, Laura. An intensifying hurricane Laura grew stronger by the hour today over the Gulf of Mexico. The water's down there, especially this time of year, are very warm. And that's that's the engine. That's the fuel that uh, that drives these hurricanes. Forecasters said the storm strengthened into an extremely dangerous category 4 storm spawning a storm surge that's already swamped parts of the Gulf Coast. National Hurricane Center in Miami uh, said that uh, Laura, now a major hurricane, has exploded into a Category 4 storm, threatening to bring life-threatening storm surge, extreme winds, and flash flooding over eastern Texas and Louisiana. As of an hour ago, the the 2 p.m. observations Uh, The storm is located 200 miles south-southeast of Lake Charles, Louisiana, moving northwest at 16 with maximum sustained winds of 140 miles an hour. I'm looking at the latest sat imagery here, and I'm seeing a very well-defined eye. I don't know. I've got to look and see what the pressure has dropped to here. Uh, Little time remains to protect life and property. The Hurricane Center said in their latest advisory, Laura now a dangerous Cat 4 that continues to intensify in the Gulf of Mexico and will bring impacts to coastal areas as it edges closer. Sat images, satellite images, show that Laura has become a formidable hurricane in recent hours, threatening to smash homes and entire communities. NWS tweeting, Laura's impressive structure continues to improve by the minute. As the GOES satellite, that's the uh, geostationary orbit satellite that uh, NASA uses. The GOES satellite loop of the last 30 minutes shows while Lara will remain well west of our area. And this is from uh, Mobile. This is a life-threatening situation to areas along the southwestern Louisiana coast and eastern Texas coast. Impacts and hazards from the storm are already widespread, not just where the center of the storm makes landfall. A life-threatening and, their word, unsurvivable storm surge between 7 and 20 feet will inundate the coast just east of the trajectory of the center of the storm. A storm surge warning is in effect from Freeport, Texas to the mouth of the Mississippi River. And uh, I'm looking at some of the uh, peak storm surge forecasts uh, around uh, Galveston Bay, only two to four feet. But if you move eastward uh, to uh, just uh, south of, uh, say, Shreveport, uh, they are looking at 15 to 20 feet of storm surge. Uh, Vermilion Bay, eight to 12 feet. Uh, Intercoastal City, 10 to 15 feet. Uh, Morgan City, Louisiana, 8 to 12 feet, uh, back uh, to uh, Lake uh, Pontchartrain, 2 to 4 feet. But again, you know, we're talking about uh, an area uh, where it's so low to begin with, it doesn't take much to create catastrophic kind of flooding. According to the Hurricane Center, the worst of the storm surge will be along the immediate coast near and to the right of the landfall location, where the surge will be accompanied by large and destructive waves, wind-driven. Also, you know, when you're talking about 120, 140-mile-an-hour winds, unsurvivable storm surge with large and destructive waves will cause catastrophic damage from Sea Rim State Park, Texas, to intercoastal city, Louisiana, uh, including uh, Sabian Lake. Uh, The storm surge could penetrate up to 30 miles inland, from the immediate coastline in southwestern Louisiana and far southeastern Texas. And that, of course, is a result of, uh, of its being uh, so low. Even with hours before landfall, the LaFouche Parish Sheriff's Office, Louisiana, as you probably know, uh, does not have counties. They refer to their counties as parishes. The LaFouche Parish Sheriff's Office said that uh, L.A. 1 was closed, Louisiana Highway 1, was closed uh, south of Leon Theroux Walk that's in Golden Meadow, a place that I mentioned earlier, due to rising storm surge in the area. And they show some pictures. Uh, This is from uh, the area around Golden Meadow, and the water is already, um, appears to be two and three feet in depth. A video from the sheriff's office showed water rising over the highway as winds gusted in the background. This is a Louisiana 1. National Weather Service meteorologist in Lake Charles, that's in the bullseye of Laura's projected path, delivered an urgent warning on Facebook Live for people living south of I-10 in southwest Louisiana and southeast Texas saying your life will be in immediate and grave danger Beginning this evening, if you do not evacuate, said meteorologist Donald Jones. Uh, Forecasters said the uh, river in Lake Charles may crest at 15 and a half feet, surpassing the record of 13 feet. Pretty amazing because this storm has undergone a remarkable intensification. Uh, It's grown, what, some 70% in power in the last 24 hours? President Trump, of course, urging people in Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas to listen to their local officials as the storm heads toward the Gulf Coast and then moves inland. This is a really dangerous storm. The the satellite imagery, uh, I hate to drag this up, uh, but it'll give you an idea of just how powerful this storm looks. I don't remember seeing sat images of a hurricane that looked like this since Hugo gives you some idea. So uh, we will continue to uh, keep a weather eye on that. And as I mentioned, uh, Dave Cohen uh, from our sister station, which is a great radio station, by the way, WWL in New Orleans will be joining us just after five uh, to update us on the position of the storm, the uh, the preparations that are underway, the evacuations that are ongoing and everything else about it. Meantime, these two shootings in uh, two people shot dead in Kenosha, Wisconsin, last night. And now apparently uh, they do have the suspect in custody. Uh, or at least they have identified the suspect. There's some question about whether or not this individual is in custody. Uh, we'll, we'll update you with the latest on that. Annie is ready uh, to update the news as well. And I'm right back on the other side. Wednesday edition here on the Bobby Mack Show on WORD. Welcome back. Great to have you along. Wednesday Afternoon Edition, Bobby Mac Show here at uh, 336. One more note uh, before we uh, move forward about uh, the strength of Hurricane Laura that's headed for uh, the Texas, Louisiana Gulf Coast. One of the ways that uh, meteorologists, and as you know, I am a recovering meteorologist, one of the ways that that, uh, they measure the strength or the power of a hurricane uh, is by the, the pressure, the central pressure uh, in the storm. And for a hurricane to be classified as rapidly intensifying, uh, when the pressure drops 24 millibars in 24 hours, that uh, that is a signal that you're dealing with a rapidly growing or rapidly intensifying hurricane. The pressure in Laura in the last 24 hours dropped from... 990 millibars to 952 millibars, uh, more than double what you typically would see with a rapidly intensifying hurricane. So suffice it to say, uh, this, this baby means business. I guess Laura uh, is going to be the strongest storm to hit the area probably since what, Rita, uh, which was what, 2005, somewhere along in there, And that one did, what, $25 billion worth of damage. And, of course, uh, the later in history a storm hits, the more damage monetarily it does because people rebuild and and things are put back. And uh, it costs more now than it did 10 years ago, 15 years ago, what have you. So uh, the monetary damage is even worse. To the phones we go. Let's bring in Amy, who is in Easley and who is our leadoff batter here on Hump Day. Hi, Amy, and welcome to the program. I've never been to
3: lead off batter.
1: Well, there's a first time for everything.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you were talking about how intense it was. I said in my mind, Hugo, and then you said Hugo, because we lived through Hugo, and we lived through Hugo in Sumter, South Carolina, at Shaw Air Force Base, so that tells you how far in it came.
1: You bet. You know, and it's amazing now how the technology has improved uh, for the meteorologists in uh, Hurricane Center as well as in the Severe Storms Forecast Center. Because I remember uh, when Hugo hit the South Carolina coast, uh, I I was still doing TV weather, and we got two, count them, two satellite images a day, 12 hours apart. Uh, Now they come with uh, much more regularity and rapidity than that, and that's certainly a good thing, especially uh, seeing how quickly this particular storm has grown.
3: Oh, yeah. We lived off base at the time, and they made us go shelter in base with somebody we knew. And we lived in a trailer, and they said, you know, everybody off base, go in base on the... Right. Shaw Air Force Base. And I'm telling you, it was the worst experience I've ever seen. We could literally hear the vinyl being peeled off the houses.
1: Scary. Truly scary. And of course, when the hurricanes uh, come on shore, as as strong as the winds are, uh, they spawn uh, tornadic activity all over the place as well. And those are the ones, the tornadoes are the ones that really scare the you-know-what out of me.
3: Oh, yes, absolutely. But I just thought in my mind when you were describing this one, I was like, it sounds like Hugo when you said, the last one I thought of is Hugo. And I said, yep, Bobby Mac, I'm going to tell you, yep. yep, sounds like that to
1: me. Pretty, pretty scary scenario uh, for the folks there on the Texas and Louisiana Gulf Coast. Well, I'm glad that uh, you survived it and and hope that uh, uh, virtually everyone does down there as well because this is is one nasty storm headed their way.
3: Yeah, I hope they heed the advisories and have left and boarded up and packed up and don't try to ride it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, Because uh, they're having cried wolf in the past on some of these storms that have petered out and turned out to be nothing do lead people to say, Oh, well, you know, it's nothing to worry about. We'll just stay here and, and ride it out. But this time, uh, I believe that's not the best course of action. Me either. And thank you. for <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amy. I appreciate the call. Good to have you here. Uh, let me go to Gaffney and uh, bring in Chuck here on the Bob Oh, Chuck is gone. Oh, yep, yep, sorry, see that. All right, let me uh, go back and uh, uh, do a, a little bit of uh, the uh, timeline on um, what has happened in uh, Kenosha. And it's just been absolutely horrific. Uh, the, uh, the local paper in Milwaukee, the Journal Sentinel, the MJS, is reporting that an arrest has been made following an investigation into last night's fatal shootings, Uh, Milwaukee J.S. says arrest made related to the shooting. Meanwhile, the Daily Dot has reportedly pulled court papers showing that a 17-year-old, and this individual has been identified as being 17 in some stories and 18 in others, Kyle Rittenhouse has been arrested and charged with first-degree murder and labeled a fugitive from justice. The complaint states that Rittenhouse fled the state of Wisconsin with intent to avoid prosecution for that offense. Uh, The handwriting on uh, this is uh, pretty sloppy and it's kind of difficult to make out. Uh, The Internet scrambling to identify the young man who allegedly shot and killed two people during the uh, rioting in Kenosha last night. The third night of violence in the city where Jacob Blake was shot by a cop on Sunday. By the way, his mom did an interview on CNN, and it did not go well for CNN. The alleged shooter has now been identified by the left-wing mob who are trying to tar tar him as a mass shooter, as Kyle Rittenhouse, a local teenager who reportedly has ties to local law enforcement. After the shooting, uh, the shooter allegedly Rittenhouse put his hands in the air and walked over to police nearby. But what happened next isn't clear. As of noon today, nobody had been apprehended in the shootings, though the sheriff of Kenosha said an arrest in the violence should be coming soon. And uh, there are charges that uh, this guy was affiliated with uh, Boogaloo, an alleged uh, white supremacist group uh, that uh, the left claims is trying to start a new American civil war so far, there appears to be no evidence that he was affiliated with that movement or any other. And in an interview, uh, which uh, is shared below in this story, uh, but which has since gone viral, a man who appears, who appears to be the teenage Rittenhouse can be heard saying he was there to protect property, not because of any militia affiliation. Uh, and then there was more on this, um, trying to track back through the uh, timeline on this as well, uh, that, uh, uh he had been, uh, arrested. Uh, let me see if we have, uh, anything, uh, later on that. Hang on just one second. I believe in Illinois. Ba-ba-bum. yeah. Uh, Here's the latest from uh, Fox News. Fugitive caught is the headline. Suspect, 17, arrested in deadly shooting amid Jacob Blake unrest, Illinois, police say. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, 17, arrested in his hometown of Antioch, Illinois, today uh, in connection to at least one of the two shooting deaths amid the unrest last night in Kenosha. Illinois police are now confirming Rittenhouse arrested in his hometown of Antioch, Illinois, on suspicion of intentional first-degree homicide, said the Antioch police. Antioch is about 20 miles southwest of Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rittenhouse was a fugitive from justice and fled the state of Wisconsin with the intent to avoid prosecution on a first-degree intentional homicide charge filed in Kenosha County, according to court records in Lake County, Illinois. The shootings unfolded, of course, amid the protests over the uh, shooting of Jacob Black by police. Two people killed a third sent to the hospital with serious but non-life-threatening injuries after shots rang out near 63rd Street and Sheridan Road around 1145 last night. There's more on this. And the uh, cell phone video that has surfaced is uh, pretty tough to watch. Uh, more on this as uh, we take a quick break here and then come right back 14 before four here on the Bobby Mac show, a, a, a ton of material to get to today. So stay right there. Welcome back. 3:51 now, nine before four here on the Bobby Mack Show. The uh, the the details are still somewhat sketchy about how this all went down last night in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, one uh, journalist on the scene, Drew Hernandez, uh, who is uh, an investigative reporter and describes himself as an independent journalist, said it appears an armed citizen was defending the car dealership. You may remember. A number of car dealerships, a couple of them, were set on fire two nights in a row when this all started on Sunday night. It appears an armed citizen was defending the car dealership and opened fire on the rioter who was attempting to vandalize or burn the dealership down. Hernandez wrote on Twitter, before this shooting took place, the rioters were planning to burn down their, quote, next car dealership. In another possibly related incident, a large group began chasing a man with a rifle down the street. Uh, The man falls and is attacked, manages to roll with the rifle and shoots a man who tried to take his weapon away from him. And then he appears to shoot another man at near point-blank range. Uh, And then there's other videos and descriptions of uh, what was going on. Um, um, Okay, that's, that's all for that. Meantime... Uh, there were reports uh, also that said it was unclear whether the man was part of the riot or who shot him. But according to that independent journalist, uh, the individual who was shot was attempting to light a car on fire at the parking lot uh, where these uh, events had, uh, these arsonists have set cars on fire for a couple of days. Um, Blaze reporter Elijah Schaefer reported that the man who was shot in the head was attempting to loot the car dealership, but that has not yet been independently confirmed, all right? So that's uh, the latest on that. And uh, at least uh, this one shooter apparently is uh, is now uh, in police custody in Illinois. To the phones we go. Uh, let's head to Fountain Inn and bring in Don, uh, who wants to uh, talk a little bit about Hurricane Laura, which is a beast. Hi, Don. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Uh, I'll get to the hurricane in just a second, but my thoughts uh, about Wisconsin are that it's a shame that it took an arsonist getting killed for law enforcement to start doing some law enforcement.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, how long are people going to let their livelihoods be destroyed while the police uh go hide somewhere because they're under siege before uh people start to defend themselves and i'm not saying that this guy that killed this person was justified or authorized but um i mean it's going to happen
1: yeah yeah it was it was a uh i think an almost inevitable uh offshoot of of uh all the rioting and and looting and burning uh, that's been going on uh, with ineffective or no law enforcement presence. Uh, In fact, pointed out in the story uh, from Zero Hedge earlier today, they mentioned that uh, the National Guard had been uh, on the scene, and yet um, they had been uh, totally ineffective. They had not been protecting the local businesses. Uh, They had not been protecting... Uh, the citizens of Kenosha. Uh, here's, here's a one sentence from the Zero Hedge story. Despite the governor's decision to declare a state of emergency after a second night of violence, police and the National Guard were once again largely absent in a stream of horrifying video from last night's riots, which at times devolved into open street warfare between groups of rioters and armed people allegedly there to protect their property. And look, you know, if you've got a business there, and these folks are just rampaging through the town and burning down everything in sight, uh, are you going to have a natural in- inclination to defend your wife's work? Uh, yeah, I think that's a rhetorical question.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm amazed that something similar or worse didn't occur a long time ago. In Seattle, and Portland.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, but but part of the difference uh, is uh, this is Kenosha, Wisconsin. This is a small town. As you know, Wisconsin and Michigan are big hunting areas. A lot of people have hunting rifles. A lot of people out there have ARs. And uh, they are they are unwilling to sit idly by and watch their wife's work
2: destroyed. I think they yeah. uh, Bob, just a... Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, in Charleston for Hugo. Oh boy. uh, People don't realize how bad that was. Uh, I mean, it was just horrible. I've had something come up. I'm at work. I got to go. But uh, these people need to. They need to get out in advance.
1: Yeah, absolutely, they do because uh, this storm is a monster. Thank you for the call, Don. I appreciate it. And to take a break for the news at the top of the hour, uh, Annie is ready to go with that. Uh, the latest on Laura. We'll have more on it throughout the afternoon and evening. Stay right there, Bobby Mack Show here on Hump Day on W O R D.
2: His
0: karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt, Hi-ya! and even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>